episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by Silver Screen and Roll and SB Nation Lakers community. You can check out all of our work, which is a lot right now, on silverscreenandroll.com. And we've also fired off a few tweets and uh, goodbye videos from our Twitter account, at LakersSBN. I'm Christian Rivas, and I am here with Grant Goldberg, as I am every week. And I, I honestly don't, I don't know how I feel about, about any of this. I don't want to talk about it. I think we should just end the show right here. (laughs) We have to talk about it. That's why we're here. I mean, as a a good friend of the show, not actually a friend of the show, but as Marshawn Lynch once said, you know why I'm here. (laughs) And the people are here for for trade deadline talk. So let's start with the big one first. And I think it really depends on how how you value the, the Lakers young guys. But when I say the big one, I mean... The Lakers trading Ivica Zubats and Michael Beasley to the Clippers for Mike Muscala, who was just traded from the Philadelphia 76ers uh, in that blockbuster Tobias Harris trade. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've, I've made it no secret that, I, that I'm a big fan of Zubats. And I, I mean, even aside from that, the fact that he's 21 years old and is going to be a restricted free agent, the fact that you just really... Trade him in a salary dump for a guy that is a better shooter in theory than he is actually is, is uh is really dumb. Sounds to me. really familiar. Trading a young, <laughs> talented player in a salary dump. I can't remember um. where I'm thinking of that from. But to be honest, to be serious, uh, I, I'm on the same boat as you. No, I, I've I come around. Uh, I've come around a lot on Zubats from the start of the season, as have most people, uh, to the point where we are now. Uh, It's it's just sad to see them uh, give up him as, uh, like you said, like a salary dump. I think there's a lot more, I don't know, they had a lot more options than to give up Zubats, I think. I I think you try to get Lance out of L.A., or at least out of their locker room in Staples Center. Um, (laughs) Right. I don't know. It's, It's... kind of hard to digest because not only do you strip away Zubats from this roster in opening up a roster spot, the, I mean, I don't think it's any secret that Carmelo and and the Lakers, I I think that that's going to happen. Yeah, man. And that's, that's probably the worst part about all of this to me, because again, in theory, opening up a roster spot for what, promises to be a robust buyout market makes sense but for a team that's contending for a playoff spot and right now I'm not too confident that's the Lakers but I mean e- even beside the fact the best case right now the Lakers are looking at a seventh or eighth seed and you're having guys in the buyout market like Wayne Ellington who would be a great target for the Lakers uh Wesley Matthews uh who just signed with the Indiana Pacers uh Robin Lopez Enos Cantor it's these guys in the buyout markets are going to look to leave their respective teams for a team that can make a legitimate run in the playoffs. And right now, that's not the Lakers. So I agree. I think this roster spot is ultimately used for Carmelo Anthony. 
And if that's the case, I, I hate this trade even more. And it'd be a serious misuse of the of the roster spot given, like you said, a robust buyout market. There's a guy like Wayne Ellington out there who last reported was, I mean, Detroit's going to be aggressive in going after him. They just traded Reggie which Bullock is, to the Lakers. Yeah, which is dumb, Which too. is kind of like, a lateral move for them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, maybe Bullock's a, a, a better defender than Ellington, but at the same time, you know, putting Carmelo Anthony on the roster with LeBron, taking the ball out of LeBron's hands when you could better utilize that spot with a guy like Wayne Ellington and, you know, having him as a spot-up guy, I, 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 it makes no sense. I, I really liked the, the Bullock move for all t- intents and purposes. It sucked to see Svigo. Um, I, I think uh, they sold, I mean kind of short on him but at the same mm-hmm. time bullet can contribute now he should be great next to lebron which is you know he fits the lakers timeline better i guess um the thing is to me though you can't have too many guys like that on the roster on the lebron james roster so signing Melo right. over a guy like wayne ellington is to me uh it hasn't even happened yet but to me it's like a gross it's just a gross roster move and you know that's what i'll leave it at at least for the time being yeah, and the other trade we mentioned was uh, Reggie Bullock was traded from the Pistons to the Lakers uh, for Shreemakai Luke and a second-round pick. And uh, again, Shreemakai Luke was, was a favorite of mine. I really liked him, and I thought he had a chance to be a pretty good player. And even though the Lakers got a, a good, not just a good shooter, a great shooter in Reggie Bullock back, and he gives them nice size on the wing, uh, 6'7", I don't know how I feel about that trade either. I mean, I understand when you have LeBron James on your team, every move you make is going to be a win now move. But I mean, the the Pistons got again Shvi Mikhailuk, who I think is going to be a decent player and a second round pick. Like they got a player on a rookie contract and a second round pick. In hindsight, like all things considered, I think the Pistons still came out of that trade the winners, but. Uh, I think Bullock's going to help this team a lot. And uh, as we know, he won't be available for the Lakers game against the Celtics tonight. We are recording immediately after the trade deadline. Uh, but he is expected to be available for their game against the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers on Sunday, which they're going to it, need all the help they can get. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the one team in L.A., I should say, had a really successful trade really deadline. And that's the yeah. Cl- yeah, the Clippers. Traded Tobias Harris to the Philadelphia 76ers, which I have a few friends that are Clippers fans, but and and they were blindsided by this trade completely because Tobias was playing like an all-star, and then out of nowhere, the Clippers just ship him to Philly for uh, Landry Shamit, a few salary fillers, and, uh, and two first-round picks. So, uh, I mean, they made that move. They made the move to trade Avery Bradley for Jermichael Green and Garrett Temple. That is one hell of a move by them. Credit to Jerry West, the Clippers front office. They had a they had a fantastic trade deadline, and, and that's not something the Lakers can say, uh, you know, in their defense. Yeah, uh, and Garrett Temple, I think, is a guy who a lot of teams would like to have on their roster. Just, you know, total effort guy, good shooter, uh, good length, uh, good locker room guy. So the Clippers, I think, in the short term, it, it it obviously sets them back, which is also partial because of the genius of Jerry West to not make the playoffs right. and keep their draft pick, not give it to the Celtics, 
and you know thus put them in the running for Anthony Davis, who didn't go anywhere at the trade deadline. Um, yeah, the Lakers, I think, you know, showed their cards way too early. Maybe the Pelicans. Well, I, I'm comfortable saying the Pelicans weren't serious about doing a deal at all. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the Lakers played this trade deadline, at least in the Anthony Davis portion of it, totally wrong. Uh, I, I mean, they, they were trying to eat right out of the Pelicans' hands, and I don't know, they, they ended up getting played. They played themselves. Right. Yeah, and I, I think every move they've made since they've like entered trade talks is reeked of, of desperation to me. And maybe... You know, maybe that's the position they were put in to get Anthony Davis. Like, obviously, whenever a, a player is linked to the Lakers and, and those trade discussions are made public, uh, it, it's just going to be an uphill battle to get him to Los Angeles. But, I mean, the, just how desperate they were, the, the, the fact that, like, every offer and move they made uh, was reported, and it, it, it was just... It was horrible, not just from a negotiation standpoint, but from from the the standpoint of the locker room chemistry too. Because you look at the locker room now, and I, I mentioned this in a story I wrote yesterday. Javale McGee and LeBron James were the only players that weren't publicly mentioned in an Anthony Davis trade package. Which fine, it's Anthony Davis. You put everyone on the table, try and get him. But from a human perspective. Like how how does that not affect the locker room? Like how does anybody dap up LeBron James at practice now and say like What's up, bud? Remember when you were calling us all young kings a few weeks ago? What happened to that? You know. Look, if the trade deadline and and trade talks get to the point where one of the young Lakers and and Lonzo Ball has to post an Instagram story saying we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> It's almost like, all right, that's kind of like, I'm not going to say it's an F you to the organization because it's all lighthearted and yeah. it's a joke. But if that. And it, it was genuinely, like, it, really hilarious. hilarious. But yeah. if, I mean, the fact that that joke is out there to make, that's, I mean, it's concerning. I mean, it showed in their play against the Pacers. Uh, you hope that it doesn't show in a, in a game where, you know, not only is it on on the court thing with the Celtics, but now off the court, you know, with them both going to go to head to head for Anthony Davis in the summer, because it's looking like the Lakers will, you know, be intending at least to offer a similar package in the summer. It'll still be on the table when free agency rolls around. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, and it, it, to me, this is one of the bigger games of the season, even with, playoff positioning against Western Conference teams and, you know, making sure you don't lose against bottom feeder teams. But always you got to get up to play a game against the Celtics. Uh, I think a nice game within the game to watch is Brandon Ingram versus Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think, right. you know, that's big for them. Kyle, I mean, Kyle Kuzma as well, obviously. But, you know, Ingram usually gets up for those marquee games. To me, it's worth watching if this is, you know, one of those occasions for Ingram. And so, you know, We've seen how the Lakers, well, at least one Laker in Lonzo Ball has kind of rebounded from all this situation. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see on court tonight how they all come back together and try to try to get a win against the Celtics. See, I'm not super confident about this because oh no, neither am I. The, to be to be yeah. clear, I just hope it, the, it turns out differently. 
Because the Lakers traded one, two, three players, uh, and the two players they got back aren't going to be available. So Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley, Shreem Akailuk, and Avicii Zubac will not be available for this game. Well, how fast can Melo get on a flight to Boston? <laughs> and, and and Boston, I correct me if I'm wrong. But Boston only made one trade, and it was trading Jabari Bird to the Atlanta Hawks. So who's not playing have, for either team with his multiple domestic violence charges? Right, and rightfully so. I think the Hawks are going to wave they, him. Yeah, I think they already have. Yeah, yeah, they probably he probably shouldn't have a job in the NBA again. But that's a that's a conversation for a different time. Um, the Celtics have a fully healthy roster, and they're a good team. And the Lakers, as it stands right now, are 500, sitting at the 10th seed in the Western Conference, while the Sacramento Kings uh, are a game and a half above them, uh, and the Clippers are two and a half games above them. It's I am I don't feel great. I think, it, it, like the silver lining in all this would be, you know, th- this season ends with LeBron James and the young guys. Making a making a playoff run, maybe getting an upset in the first round on the back of LeBron James, but they have to get there first. And right now, it's it's far from a guarantee that they get there. And the the thing is, to me, and just revisiting the Celtics matchup for a second, because the game is tonight, and you guys are listening to this right after the trade deadline. Uh, right. Obviously, the Lakers have to shift the focus, and we have to shift the focus, but. The Lakers seemed they won one game against them in the ser- in the season series last year, correct? Yeah. Okay, and that was with the young core as it was. Lonzo Ball is not going to play, but you I mean you add in LeBron James, you you don't have a club as a Julius Randle, but I mean LeBron, you know, for all intents and purposes, you're going to want him over those two guys. Uh, and yeah. so and Kuzma Kuzma played out of his mind. Kuz, yeah. That that. That game last year. I mean, that was that was probably one of my favorite Kyle Kuzma games last and year. And Kuzma, uh, to his credit, when LeBron was out, had some of his best scoring games of the year. So right. to me, I'm looking at whether you know he can put it all together when LeBron's on the court too. I mean, we've seen we've seen him on the court fit really well with LeBron. I mean, like he's the prototype. You want shooting. You want someone cutting. I mean. Kyle Kuzma's been that guy. We need to see him do that again with a healthy LeBron against the Celtics. And, you know, when the minutes when LeBron's off the court, you know, he's got to shoulder the load and, and carry this Lakers team because they're going to need it with, you know, Lonzo Ball out. And, and so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be closer than most people think. But I could be wrong because the Lakers just lost by literally 42 points. <laughs> and the... What you brought up is probably going to be the most important thing to watch for the rest of the season is how Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, um, you know, the young guys respond to all of this and not just respond, but, you know, really play how how they play going forward. Because Josh Hart got off to a really hot start to the season and, you know, he looked real good, but he has not looked good. Kyle Kuzma hasn't looked good for a little bit and Lonzo Ball is injured. Uh, Brandon Ingram's been the one bright spot, like as of late, and he's looked really, really good in his defense. Um, but even then, like when him and LeBron are on the court together, it's it's just it's weird. Like the the LeBron Brandon Ingram very much needs the ball in his hands. 
uh, to score, at least right now. In theory, I think he could be a very talented off-ball scorer, but right now, that's just not him. Right. LeBron James, when he's hot, it's everything's getting played through LeBron. And the, those those guys on the court together, it, it's been a weird fit. It's still a weird fit. Uh, I guess if they're both getting theirs, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it really needs, like, everything needs to go right for them to make this late season playoff push. And um, best case, that that that's where the Lakers are going this season. I, I, I think eighth seed playoffs and getting maybe uh, the Nuggets, I guess, yeah, in, I in mean, the first that's round. That's the best case scenario. And still, we've seen how the Lakers struggled in Denver at times, so. It's gonna be a Not doozy. Great. It's gonna be a doozy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they get to the playoffs too. Um, I mean, you're gonna face either the Warriors and the Nuggets most likely, and that's not a great matchup for for the Lakers. Um, I think we should do things a little differently to end the show. And usually we pick the games that are coming up, but we'll shift the focus to June and July. Right, Christian, do you think the Lakers? One, pull off a trade for Anthony Davis, or two, get a star to come, come free agency. Um, no and no. I don't think they get Anthony Davis. I think um, either Boston or if if New York wins the lottery, they're flipping it for Anthony Davis. I think that's probably a guarantee. Um, and if they win the lottery and they trade for Anthony Davis, that probably leads either one of Kyrie or KD to New York. Uh, which ultimately leads, to, ultimately leads to Anthony Davis resigning there. So I'm not looking great there. Uh, I think the Lakers will sign somebody in free agency, uh, but I I think they're not going to learn from their mistakes from the previous front office or you know even their situation right now. I think they'll sign players to one-year deals in hopes of being in the running for Anthony Davis in 2020, but... Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I've been pretty clear from the start that I, I don't think the Lakers are getting anybody next summer, whether it's via trade or, uh, or free agency. Yeah, I, I tend to agree on, on both fronts. Um, I, I mean, it's going to take some, it's going to take some divine intervention for the Lakers to, to lure somebody into, uh, into LA. The thing that I'm kind of thinking about and, uh, Ry Cole on Twitter brought this up last night, how it was so fast that. Kawhi's narrative went from Lakers to Clippers, right? And you know, I the thing is to me, something can flip that fast too. I mean, Woj just said uh, yesterday that it's not likely KD considers joining LeBron in LA, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I, I just I just don't know because you know things can change as fast as they already have uh, back in the Lakers' favor, and so you kind of hope for that. But, yeah, it's not looking good. And if I'm New York, and I might be crazy for saying this, um, it may be harder to trade for Anthony Davis than just on paper because I'm probably in the minority in saying this, but Zion at least makes you think about it. He makes you think about trading the number one pick. But then you you remember Anthony Davis is going to be 26 and is a once in a generation type player. And so you kind of get right back to, you know, okay, that's priority number one trading for Anthony Davis, but Zion, at least for a moment makes you think. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think you're in the minority there. I think, I think a few people have thought about that, but 
I guess we'll we'll see how this plays out in the summer. Grant, always fun hanging out with you, bud. Uh, and if you guys liked this show, uh, it was a little somber, this one. Hopefully, we have something to cheer about uh, sometime soon. But if you like this show, uh, go ahead and go on iTunes. Give us a, a five-star review. Leave a nice little comment for us on either how we can improve the show or what you like about the show. And uh, otherwise, we will see you all next week when hopefully... Uh, we'll have better things to talk about. Get that Celtic ass. <laughs>